all about kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Take the time out of your day to listen to new music and the new sound of radio. Tune in every day, all day, for the greatest hits, latest news, and community events that you can be a part of. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Hi everybody, it's Gene Simmons. You're listening to The Kiss Room on Monco Radio, but you knew that. Army, you wanted the best and you got it. I am Matt Porter and you are in the Kiss Room. It's the May issue of the Kiss Room and I will be joined by the podfather himself, Ken Mills. The Kiss Room house band will be rocking an amazing set. Did I ever tell you the story about how Kiss was supposed to play at Monaco on May 11th, 1974? We got a lot in store for you. Let's get the party started. You're in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. Come on and love. 
Kiss Army, we are back, and I am joined by a very special guest here in the Kiss Room, none other than the powerful and attractive Podfather himself, Ken Mills. Ken, I'm honored to have you back in the Kiss Room. And I am honored to be back in the Kiss Room. Look, it's rock and roll! Hey, you guys, you don't know the line. You don't know the line. <laughs> you don't know the line. <laughs> it keeps sounding like he's at a racetrack. <laughs> You know, I'm I am really absolutely thrilled that we can connect like this. It feels like, you know, this last year and of everybody just kind of Skyping and Zooming and looking out the window and yelling. It's nice when we get to just chat. You know, of course, uh, we're here. It's May in the Kiss Room, which I'm absolutely thrilled that you can be here for. But I know you have a special announcement that we want to kind of lead off here in the Kiss Room with something big. I do. Bologna is on sale, dollar twenty nine this week, only at your local shop and save. No, I'm kidding. It's There's much a lot of bigger than that. It's much bigger than that. It's this is no baloney. This is this is the whole ham. This is me, Ken Mills, I, and Christy and the Button Queen and Matt Porter. We are coming back to Nashville Rock and Pod live before your naked steaming ears. It is true, ladies and gentlemen. It's happening. I've told Chris Sinzak, get Nashville ready for me, baby. I'm coming back. Oh, yeah. So, of course, look, everybody who listens to the Kiss Room or the podcast or podcasts in general, everybody's getting excited for National Rock and Pod Expo. And, of course, we couldn't do it last year. It was right in the middle as COVID had its hands around everybody's throat. But it's back again August 6, 7, and 8. And I think everybody within the sound of our voices, which is everybody who listens to podcasts, you got to be there. I mean, this is a big announcement. Ken will be back. I was talking to my brother the other day, and he said, I think Rock and Pod 1, the highlight for everybody, was really meeting you. <laughs> well, you're being way too sweet. And I remember at the time you said something like it was seeing your Facebook come to life. It's your face, Facebook life come to life. And of I think course, that's over the last two years, I'm not sure that's a good thing. But hey, <laughs> You know, it's funny because I think anybody that spends any amount of time with any of us in your ears, you know, talking about Kiss or whatever, you know, the chance to to get to meet people in real life, it is amazing. And I think especially after the year we, that we've had, yeah, some people, you know, Facebook makes you realize you really wouldn't want to meet them. But the uh, but but all the good people will be at the Nashville Rock and Pod. I mean, it's and for all the details, obviously, everybody can go to rock, the letter N, pod, expo.com. Or if you want to spell it out for you smart people and fast typers, Nashville, rock, the letter N, podexpo.com nashville rock and pod expo.com i'm yeah. so up on things i wrote it with a pencil that's <laughs> so high tech you know i'm looking at your audience right now and all the people that are that we're going to meet at nashville and right now i'm looking at their cheeks and their necks <laughs> perfect you know and it's funny because the uh you know, and I know what we had talked a little bit that you weren't 100 percent sure what if you were going to be able to make it or not. And I think uh, I, I'm just thrilled that you're going to be able to make it. And especially, uh, you know, around the, the table where we're at, I have a kiss room table, but also the electric crush will be there. Eric and Judy, who do the electric crush every week, are going to be at the kiss room. I'm splitting a table with them. Candy from Candy's Kiss Corner will be there at our kiss room table. And next to us will be the metal summit table which is of course bobby and jay and angel and and 
Steve and if uh, they can talk everybody into coming to that, uh, it'll be the greatest. So, and of course, your Jason, brother, Anthony. Jason was making, you know what? Anthony is, is kind of said to me the other day, he was on the fence, but I'm going to make us a, a big announcement that we will have Anthony Porter from three chord money at our table. Now it's a party, right? You know, and not only that, when, when you add me, you're, you're now going to get not only the podcast, but, uh, cheap talk zilch and pop we're all coming and tracy ashulis is probably going to be there christine the button queen's going to be there you're going to be there and i'm going to be there all the sexy people will be in nashville it's going to be fantastic so really, and i think that's really what we're talking about is the fact that anybody that if you if like i said if you're somebody that listens to podcasts and you really connect with different podcasts. Everybody's going to be there. It's going to be a blast. And I mean, really, just as far as look, obviously, we're here on the Kiss Room. We're here on the podcast. We're talking about, you know, Kiss fans. But look, all Kiss fans, bring your copy of Ace Fraley Origins Volume 2 because the Talisman will be there. So you got Ryan Cook. You got Phil Schaus. You got Jeremy Asbrock. You got Christopher Williams, who all played on that album. You could get all of them to sign it. While you're at Rock and Pod, I mean that's that's the coolest group in the world right there, and they're all going to be there. You could bring your Crazy Nights or Hot in the Shade tour books, and of course Gary Corbett could sign that. He's going to be there again. Ron Keel, of course, is going to be there again. Look, if you're just doing it for the Kiss connection, bring your copy of Right to Rock and Final Frontier because Gene produced those albums. Gene Simmons Productions, get Ron Keel to sign it. We met Ron Keel before at the Rock and Pod. Super nice guy. He was really kind Great. to us kind and talk to everybody and and just super down to earth but i mean even the list keeps growing day by day and i said you know obviously earlier go to rockandpodexpo.com but i mean you got billy sheen you got the guys from roxy blue there's paul taylor from winger jason beeler from saigon kick anthony quarter from tour tour tommy skill from tesla sandy gennaro's been in a million bands i know he's got monkeys connections um Plus, Courtney's coming back. Courtney Cronin Dold, Craig Gass. For all MTV fans, Mark Goodman is going to be there. Matt Pinfield will be there. And look, for anybody on Headbangers Ball, you got Ricky Rackman coming back. I mean, it's like Ricky Rackman, that's like MTV royalty of Headbangers Ball. They so, can I mean, just I get Martha Quinn there. Oh, come on. How about it? Now, that would be that would be the get. But uh, I mean, I could I could go on and on the list. The list that I'm even still looking at is just long and everybody's Mm going to have their favorites. And the the thing that that I really can't stress enough about past rock and pods, everybody's in the room. You get to just walk up to a lot of these people. They're they're approachable. If there's somebody on that guest list that is one of your favorites, you got to go. I mean, and and you you just got to be there. And here's the thing. This is only a partial list as of now, as it gets bigger. Well, there's the there's the uh, Kiss quote from the Kiss song is the legend grows, right? What's what's that line? As the story's legend told, the legend grow and the story's tell. There you somebody go. You can, see, somebody you, can sing it much better than me. That's right. But uh, I pledge allegiance to the state. And, you know, here's something. This is a, this is an exclusive. I'm friends with Derek Brown from the band The Flaming Lips. You've heard of them? Sure. He's going to let me bore one of their concert bubbles. So I'm just going to be walking around in a big concert bubble, knocking people down, <laughs> knocking tables over. Get get out of my way. I'm in a concert bubble. As you long know, as every really, once in a while someone will, someone will let me have some air. Just got to please. We need to get you, instead of a, a Pope mobile, we need a Podfather mobile. <laughs> it works for me. 
<laughs> works for me, you know. But, uh, you know, there's, as you mentioned, Craig Gass, Don Jamison uh, from the old Eddie Trunk show. He's a comedian as well. Uh, and Courtney Cronin Dold. It's going to be the rock and pod comedy division. Which is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be like a super long weekend thing. We're even trying to get uh, Phil Schaus and Monica Llewellyn to do a Beatles kind of breakfast thing on Sunday morning. So that would be cool too. We're looking at that at Wind Down Nashville, a great place to go in Nashville. You know, and it really, I think, you know, obviously we're thrilled to lead off with your announcement that you are officially going to be there. That's exciting. I think everybody who listens to the Kiss Room wants to meet the great Ken Mills. Um, but, but I I'd think like really to that's, meet him someday. And, you know, I'm sure you'd be happy when you did. The, um, you know, it's, one of, it's <laughs> one of those things where the list of guests keep growing, the list of podcasts. I mean, there's more podcasts. I think there's more first-time podcasts than ever before. I mean, the list seems really long a podcast. So if you're listening to us right now and you're a fan of podcasts, you just got to be there. Um, you know, that's what I'm really looking forward to. And it's, it's, you know, coming up, obviously, like I said, August six, seven and eight in Nashville people, you got to be there. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, here's a version of what I tried singing earlier. I pledge allegiance to the state of rock and roll. You're in the kiss room on Monaco radio where music and minds meet.
And we are back. That was a blast. I am joined again with Ken Mills. And we're back. And we're back. We're shot out of a cannon. I haven't said that in a while, but I'm feeling it today. It's all the excitement. Now, look, here's the funny thing. Ken, you know the history. May is very important in the history of the Kiss Room. And not just because it's your birthday month, but the... uh, May 11th, 1974, obviously, as anybody who has listened to The Kiss Room knows, May 11th, 1974, Kiss was supposed to play here at Mako. They were, it's, it's, I call it the Mako poster that has the date, May 11th, 1974, Montgomery County Community College Gym, Bluebell, PA. So it factors into my history so much because, as you know, I would always do these kiss specials around May 11th, not just because it was, you know, the end of the semester or because nobody was around, but because we always wanted to bring kiss to Monco around May 11th. And that was and always I my goal. Going back to the old days before there was the show called the kiss room used to, what was that app? Winamp? Winamp app? I think it was Winamp. You remember, I rem, it's funny, at the time, I didn't even know you. And then years later, you said to me, I listened to Monco Radio, and you knew that it was the Winamp that that's what we streamed through. And we always joked about the fact that I think it could only handle about 25 listeners at a time in it the could. beginning. <laughs> but it's so weird because, you know, you and I both were heads of the Kiss Army Pennsylvania. That's a whole story in itself at <laughs> right. some point. Right, but but I was sitting in my office at work designing Christmas bags and stuff to keep America happy, and I'm listening to to this guy who would come on every so often, and I remember around this time you telling this story, and it was like, this is so weird. How can I find this any other way? But it was on the Win Amp app, and I listened to Matt Porter way before I even knew you existed. Well, you know, it's funny because that was one of the Your things. Your voice like, preceded I, you. Well, literally. as we as we wrap up what is essentially the ninth season of the Kiss I always remember it was it was that May 11th special in 2012 where I had been on the podcast prior to that before there was even a Kiss room and I remember you encouraging me, "Look, you're great at this. You should do this all the time." And and I was like like, wow, I don't know, maybe I really would do it. And then, and I remember distinctly taking Madison to the pool the one day and I'm in the deep end of the pool because you can't sit right next to her because she wanted to, you know, be off and be independent at the time. And I'm up to my nose in the water like a golem just hiding out in the corner. But I'm having these ideas and I, I come up with a name. It's going to be called The Kiss Room. And it was June 22nd, 2012 was the first episode of The Kiss Room. So when we start in June... This will be the the next month will be the 10 year anniversary, the start of the 10th year, really. And I really have a lot of it is a, a lot of it is very much a credit to you for giving me a chance to be on the podcast and 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 giving me the encouragement to really start what became the kiss room. And then, as I always say, it's like I designed that logo, you know, on a napkin in my office and I designed it, you refined it. And it became that logo that we have on t-shirts and buttons and posters. And, uh, you know, so I, I really, I am always honored that, you know, that you took the time to help me and very appreciative of everything that you did in the early days of the kiss room. 
Well, I'll tell you, one of the reasons I did that was just for my own sanity, right? Like, because Gary was wanting to go like four episodes a month. And I'm like, who's going to listen to a podcast four times a month? But that was back then, you know, who knew that people would be doing them weekly or sometimes twice a week now. But I thought, you know, we put up at least one show a month, maybe two. Let's get Matt in there and he can be that third week. You know, or the other week, however it worked out. And and we went by it because one week you'd get pod kiss, one week you'd get kiss room. See, we went by monthly. Hot. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> so, but really, Matt, the reason I did that is for the lovely Amy Porter because I think that every person out there that's married to anyone that does a music related podcast, we know that you're sick and tired of hearing about that out of print album that you let get away or that fact of who played on the studio track of whatever. But what happens is that the, the poor spouse of any podcaster has to sit there and ex- be explained why they need to buy this version because there's a misprint on an album cover which you think about that in the 70s that was the one we'd want to get rid of because it was wrong it was the misprint now it go on discog and it's going for eight thousand dollars right it's (laughs) but for every every person out there who is who has a spouse who is not only a kiss fan but maybe a podcaster as well thank god for podcasting i know you get tired of hearing about the podcasting but be glad you don't have to hear about the other stuff anymore. So there you go. You know, it gives you somebody to talk about kiss with <laughs> other than your wife who doesn't want to hear it. Although you my know, wife is a good sport. She puts your wife up with all this great stuff. Sport. I, as a matter of fact, why don't you play the, the sound of Amy when you told her that this was the end of the road tour? Come on, cue that what? up. Here, This will be her reaction to most of the stuff I talk about. We'll play another song. You're in the kiss room on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. <laughs>
And we are back. You're in the and kiss- we're back. <laughs> we're back. I'm here with Ken Mills. We're having the best time ever. I, want, I do want to give a shout out. Amy Porter. We've had a lot of fun, uh, you know, with Kiss. It's funny that the, uh, the anniversary of seeing Kiss on that Revenge Club tour was just the other week. It was May 5th. 1992 and I, and I had dragged Amy to that gig as well and it, it's one of those things where you know it's it's kind of always been around and she's been a good sport about a lot of this kiss stuff but the uh, and that show was off the charts I mean that one I, I probably talked about that in the kiss room before but that was when they were doing the club tour and we just waited outside all day and it was kiss at the truck and anybody that knows Philadelphia knows that it's a smaller theater it's not a big theater um, you know, but it was standing room only. It was packed. I was in like the second row for at least half the show before I caught an elbow in the snoot trying to go up after a Gene Simmons pick, which I got, by the way. And probably it's funny because in the end, a lot of I see a lot of people click on, oh, I was there. I was there. Yeah, you might have been the one who put your elbow right in my nose. And then I went upstairs and got a beer because it was pretty much the thing to do. It was nice. But the uh, yeah, think about that. I mean, that show stripped down no big logo like not like no pyro it's literally a theater and they're coming out belting through like love gun and deuce and heavens on fire and parasite like like on fire and i swear that it's funny that was you know i know obviously they've been announcing this um kiss soundboard thing and and i guess you guys talked about that last month in the in the podcast was it'll be tokyo 2001 and which i think is great because it's a document of of kind of the very short used lineup when it was Ace with Eric Singer, which will be really interesting for sure. But man, if there was any way some of these like, like if that love, if that revenge club tour, if really good soundboard recordings of that were to appear, I'd I'd buy that in two seconds. I mean, that tour was the band just fired up and fierce and just so firing on all cylinders to get you know those shows, I mean that would be a real treat. So I don't know if they have any of that stuff up our sleeve, but uh, but yeah, that would be something. I mean, you know that that tour, that Trocadero show, that that Revenge Club tour lives as probably one of the just the greatest times to be a Kiss fan. I mean, it was just like, and that show. It's funny because I think about that a lot. There was a lot of people there that I knew, and there was a lot of people there that I know now that I didn't know then. You know, like you, because you say, "Oh, look!" In fact, right in the middle of the one of the pictures, there's Craig Smith from Pods and Sods. He goes, "Hey, there I am, right there." You son of a bitch. But the, uh, you know, and I love him. He's, you know, and it's just, and sure enough, there he is. And I didn't even know him at the time. That, you know, it's funny. That's one of the phrases that you see a lot of time. If you post a picture for something, people will reply, I was there. And I think to me in this digital age, that's the greatest thing that because now you realize that you have had this shared history with people that at the time we did not even know. That's right. And you were shoulder to shoulder. I I love that. Like when I, I share a lot of that, especially like, you know, even the other day I shared a bunch of pictures from that Trocadero show. I love it when people comment, oh yeah, that's me with the blue hat or there I am. I was the first one in line. I love that kind of stuff. It's really like, it's what makes social media so much fun 
is that ability to just kind of have that shared connection with, with people and something that we all love. And of course, somebody will comment, oh, that wasn't such a great show. You go, I don't know, man. I had a great what time. What concert were you at? What concert weren't you at? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's weird because like, I remember seeing uh, some videotapes from, from that club tour and there's a lot of them that are out there. You know what I mean? And uh, is, is the Trocadero one out there? There is a very blurry one that does exist. Uh, yeah, I but wish that's was the way you remember it anyway. Yeah, that's true. I had a lot to drink that night. <laughs> so it all fits. But like, uh, you know, that's another thing that like we got to send out to the spouses of KISS fans. Remember when you would get these uh, photocopied paper catalogs in the mail <laughs> sure. and it would have like all these, you know, bootlegs, right? And you'd like, you could get like five of them for $30 and that was shipping and handling. That was like, oh, this is like from the heavens or whatever. So you'd get that and you'd put it in and I'm not, not, that's the adult stuff we're talking about videotapes. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but back in the day you would put the videotape in and you, your girlfriend at the time, Amy, you would be like. Let's 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 check this out. She's like, didn't we see this one already? No, no, this one's different. This he one, Gina words, Paul. He gets the words different on hooligan. <laughs> Look, right, right, are you right. paying attention? Gene and Paul made a bet that Gene wouldn't stick his tongue out during this interview. So watch, <laughs> watch. But really, the thing is, one of the coolest things as a Kiss fan, and we don't even realize we're doing it, is we sit there and we will repeat. Well, not repeat. Well, we will say the the things that Paul Stanley is saying and your girlfriend at the time, who's not a big kiss fan will go like, how did you know that? And it's like, <laughs> Oh, I'm just, I'm just a super fan. You'll see, you'll see. And then, and then when you know exactly what song goes into what song into what song, and she's like, well, why are we watching this? If you already know, <laughs> I just got it <laughs> right. out of the mailbox. How do you know this stuff? Cause it's, it's the same show. Speaking of which, there is the greatest show on earth on YouTube from Andrew Scambetti. You got to check this out if you're a fan of Classic Kiss. It is so good. It's in four parts. Check it out. It is so so good. But uh, you know, well, I uh, think everybody. Obviously, he's been on on the podcast. He's been on the Kiss Room. Everybody is familiar with Andrew's work. But it really is some of the finest stuff. I mean, it's funny that you know Kiss is now releasing these. Like we were just saying, those soundboard things, and and they're almost like it reminds me a lot of those Instant Live, where you know it's just like raw and right there. But I think the the way that Andrew has kind of cleaned up some of these. You know, and and I don't know if we're allowed to say the word bootleg because it's like raw footage, but or even he's taking official footage and making it really nicely packaged. And I think that's what I've always enjoyed about his work right. is that it has this very polished. And yeah, we've seen it. You know, we know what song comes next, and you know he's probably going to say this is the greatest city on the oh, tour. Yeah, but I know this. I, one. I know this one, but. <laughs> And it's funny, I was I was totally off on a tangent the other day. You know, people always bag on, oh, Paul can't remember what song came from what album. Somebody asked me the other day, well, when was so-and-so on the Kiss room? I'm like, I don't remember. I can't remember nope. the dates anymore. Like, you know, I really need somebody who's a historian to go back and document the history of the Kiss room because I, I can't remember anything anymore. The, the years get fuzzier and fuzzier, and I just keep getting, you know, uglier and uglier. So it's just like I got I to gotta get a, a, a handle on it. Yeah, but hopefully the memories get sweeter and sweeter, right? Because that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we play? I, I only remember the good stuff. Yeah, we hope to, right? Why don't we play something from that right now? 
from the Trocadero. And you're here on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Ow!
Kiss Army, we are back. We're having the most fun ever here on the May issue of the Kiss Room. And I, of course, am joined by the mighty and powerful and attractive podfather himself, Ken Mills. The one, the only. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a very powerful, attractive man. Now, look, we're going to pull the curtain back for just a little bit for everybody who listened to last month's issue of the Kiss Room. The Thabo bit was hysterical. And it and you may have had a hand in that as the voice of Gene Simmons. I'm gonna let people in on the secret. Ken, the more the way you sounded exasperated as Thabo kept getting crazy and crazy. Genius. I've listened to that a hundred times. I laugh every time. Well, Thabo, no, you can't do that. <laughs> you sound like a busy bee. <laughs> you know, some people some people can do Gene doing other things. I can do Gene in the bathroom. I, you know, I could do Gene in the kitchen. I could do Gene. <laughs> anyway, no, uh, but uh, <laughs> cute Charles Nelson Riley. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it was it was it was fun to be part of that of that amazing moment in lost history. Right, right. We'll keep that hashtag kayfabe. It was great that Thabo could call in. <laughs> Speaking of kayfabe, can I can I tell people my vaccination story? Absolutely. Okay. We all want concerts. We all want to get back to the world. We need to get as vaccinated as much as possible. But something really cool happened to me. I got my two shots. I, I had zero side effects. When I went back for the second one, uh, this lady said, well, do you have any side effects? I said, I'm able to project the image into your head that I'm an ultra attractive man. Is it working? And she turned to another uh, coworker of her and she says, oh, yes, it's yes, you are the most handsome man here. You know? <laughs> and I said, well, thank God the side effect is working because I'm thinking side effects. I want like a mutant power, like right. Spider-Man. Right. He gets yeah. something. I want to be able to like levitate, at least something that would be a cool party trick. But anyway, when I was there, it turns out that I got my shot in a place where there used to be the Memphis Wrestling Foundation would come through. Wow. There, it's very close to Memphis, right? And it now is a place that the local hospital owns. And it's like a mini arena where they do like health expos and lectures and things like that, right? And it's really nice and stacked out. And I had talked about wrestling and I'm going to kick COVID's ass and all that stuff. And this guy said, you may not know this. And my wife had told me this earlier, but I didn't really know the thing of it. But this guy goes, you know, you mentioned wrestling. This exact spot where you're at is where the ring was, where Ric Flair took Jerry the King Lawler's belt right here in town, right here at this spot. And I said, you're serious. And he said, yeah. And he turned, got, turned his phone around by the time I got my shot done. And he showed me a picture of him, like, taking him down. King had blood all over him. And I said, wow, that's awesome. And I said, so I guess I am kicking COVID's ass right here for the belt. 
you know so it was kind of cool and uh you know uh, but now wait a minute you, to finish that story when you said i'm here tonight to take the belt you had to add Woo! all right everybody at home just give a woo because of course that'll just make you feel better it always does, doesn't it? I mean, there's certain things yeah. that like Ric Flair does, or even Di- Diamond David Lee Roth. He'll, you know, wow, you know, he does something. It feels good when you can do a, oh yeah, kind of a thing, right? Whatever it is, those those catchphrases work. They lift your spirit, man. Where's the beef? I think the more you the more you can walk through your life and pretend that you're Ric Flair and that you are wearing 14 pounds of gold because you are the champion. What's going on here? Oh, come on, look. I can sit and do Ric Flair quotes for the rest of the day. Ric Flair has no idea how influential he and Gene Simmons have been on my life. So. Don't forget <laughs> Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Freak out, freak yeah. out, Miss Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you talk about, like, all the expos and all the concerts and all the things. I saw this week where you had posted a video from a Kiss Expo and... You were dressed like a giant banana. <laughs> you know what? When we talk about kayfabe, I mean, that's a funny story. In fact, that's another kind of anniversary of May was it was May 3rd, 2008, because I just posted those pictures. It was actually the, the New Jersey Kiss Expo. That's and true. if anybody remembers, I mean, this is going back, obviously, a bunch of years, but there was this guy, AJ, was he would do a character called CC Banana, and he would go around and interview people in a banana costume and he would talk like CC DeVille, but he would be wearing this giant, my friend, Bob Brodsky, it's going to be laughing right now because he met him in line somewhere and he had this giant black trash bag. And they're like, his friends are like, well, can you guess what's in the bag? And he's like, you know, Oh, it's this giant banana costume. But I remember Bob said he like totally, whatever, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't matter what's in the bag, but Bob, I love you, pal. The, uh, but anyway, so AJ calls me the night before and says, Hey, are you coming up to the kiss expo tomorrow? And I'm like, of course. And he says, you know, I want to do the, the interview. He was going to interview Bruce Kulick. And he says, I'm going to do it in my new character, which is, is Maul Stanley, which was actually, it was like a combination of Darth Maul all makeup but with paul stanley style you know kind of suit you mean the star child he was was like you know it was like red and black a red and black version of uh you know darth maul meets paul it was great fun anyway so he he says i'll meet up with me coming and and you'll be you'll be cc banana that day and i'll be darth and you introduce me so i get there and this is the funniest part. First of all, and this is the part I always say is the costume really smelled like it was really stinky. And yeah, it was just, but I'm in, I'm in this costume that definitely is in need of being dry cleaned. It probably could have walked out by itself, but I'm standing backstage with him. It's so it's CC banana. He's now dressed as Darth Maul. AJ is just as Maul Stanley. And I'm in this giant banana costume and <laughs> which stinks. And then here comes Richie Rano from stars and Bruce Kulick. There come walking. And of course I'm a big fan of both. So I'm kind of freaking out, but like, you know, I I'm in a giant sticky banana costume and <laughs> So, and I remember Richie's like, oh, hey guys, what's up? Because, you know, Richie Rano, obviously the great guitar player of stars, but also he ran a lot of those conventions. I mean, he was really the, the guy behind all that. But anyway, he says, and this is Bruce Kulick. Like, we didn't know who Bruce Kulick was. And I'll never forget Bruce looking at me like, 
the hell are you supposed to be? And and I'm trying to be like, oh, hi, Bruce. And, it's, and he's just like looking and rolling his eyes. It was so funny. And then I walked out on stage and all these people, if anybody that's listening, if you were there, you have any pictures or video, send it to me. I have just like one or two pictures of it. But and, and I'm he, doing- he needs more folks. Well, and I was I was doing the whole voice like, you know, he's dark, he's, he's sexy, he's Moss Stanley, and I'm like, woo, <laughs> in this in the banana costume. I don't know. I make myself laugh. It's a lot of years of entertainment. I, it's hard to believe that so many years years ago, with all these good things happened, what seemed to be a long time ago. But the uh, but yeah, well, I'm glad I, you saw that picture. I liked how nonchalant you were about it. And he asked me to dress up as a banana. And I, being a Kiss fan, said, sure, why not? So Why not? <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's funny. I remember walking out and people are kind of looking like they're looking like, what is this? And I'm doing it's funny because, you know, we talk about wrestling and how you tie it all. And it's all about just, you know, going over the top and doing these things. And it doesn't matter. You know, you know, I don't care if it seems silly. You know, you think back in retrospect, people might have thought it was really silly. And it, was, it took me longer to get the smell off of that. that and, you know, what? for trivia, apparently the only people that had ever worn it were AJ. He said it was AJ, me and Brett Muscat from Faster Pussycat were the only people to wear wear the banana costume, but oh, it's crazy. I mean, the, the fun that we've had. It's uh... well, you know maybe after that you need another vaccination, but that's a whole other thing. You know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think after that, I don't eat anything. I might be immune from everything. So <laughs> COVID know. is afraid of you. That's what I you said know, about let's... Ian Wadley. Uh, he, he was talking yeah, about right. getting a shot, and I said, I think, I think COVID's afraid of you, Ian. Whatever you got, it's afraid of. So. Well, and plus, when you have that many shots, he's. <laughs>
Kiss Army, we are back. I'm having the best time, having fun and laughs with the great podfather himself, Ken Mills. Ken, I'm thrilled that you could join me here in the Kiss Room. Well, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be anywhere. I'm, I'm even thinking about getting that banana costume and giving it a go. But <laughs> hey, who knows? You know, you just played Unholy. I'd like to, yeah. to, to send a plug out there to go to unholyradio.com unholyradio.com uh it's a it's a channel that is all kiss or kiss themed and kiss related 24 hours a day and occasionally i appear on it and sometimes the podcast appears and maybe the kiss room will appear someday on it but uh check it out it's it's free it's fun enjoy it right and 8 o'clock every night, they're usually playing something live. Don't they feature yeah. something live? That's pretty great. 8 o'clock great. Eastern. So well, of course, that that's where I am, and that's, that's where the power lies. So that's, I know that uh, you know, we're going for EST, as we say. EST, yeah. Sounds like a sports network. EST. <laughs> EST. Only the, uh, on your you know, cable. Whatever that funny. is anymore. Yeah, what's cable? It's your phone, whatever. I mean, but even that. They got A&E just announced that it's going to have that biography of Kiss coming up. What's your first thought of that? Well, I hope it's good, right? Like, But what is there to be seen that we haven't seen up to this point? I think that that's the thing that, as a longtime Kiss fan, I think that that's the thing that's going to pop into your head. I mean, what will they show us that we haven't seen before? But then again, you have to realize this probably isn't made for you and me, right? This... This Annie documentary was made for you and me. Anyway, right. Was, well, but you know it's funny because as soon as they started to uh, to talk about it, I thought, okay, it's A and E, so it's probably mm -hmm. not going to be the dirt. You know what I mean? When you think about like how they made Motley yeah. Crue the dirt, that was like like a cartoon. But then I would imagine it would be more like really one of my favorites was that that MTV when Kiss ruled the world. And mm -hmm. it just was kind of a like because, I mean, it's funny right away you see people, you know, critiquing, oh, well, they'll gloss over the middle years or whatever. But like when when Kiss ruled the world was definitely the the 70s, you know, and, and it didn't right. really go a lot farther. And, and I think that was the thing was that the thing that I liked about that was that it included so much footage, you know, like a lot of that Cadillac, Michigan footage. Mm -hmm. And it's really just if there's if there's any excuse to bring out and clean up that older footage. I'd like to see that. So, mm -hmm. well, the one thing that fills me with a little bit of fear, uh, like there's good and bad to everything, right? Like I happen to love Gene Simmons family jewels. There's a lot of it was malarkey, but a lot right. of it was fun too. You know what I mean? But then they did that. Remember Paul said, I'll never do a reality show. And then they did that, that one hour thing called Kisteria. That thing where they went to Australia was more hokey than anything. Oh my oh, god! Geez, I mean, the, the the Batman nineteen sixty six TV show. Now that now that's that's that is goofy. They looked at that <laughs> and said that, but that whole thing was so weird because we as Kiss fans we know when Gene had the problem with the flying rig. So to tell us that it happened the way that it did, we know that it didn't. We and we you could see. Eric was at some festival and he's like, Hey guys, we should play over here. And he was already there. You can't like cart kiss from one part of the world to another part of the world and be at the festival you're at right there. That doesn't happen. Maybe if you're watching 
like kiss meets scooby-doo part five you could believe that that could happen in that but not in our real world but it was very tongue-in-cheek shall we say right Whereas Gene right. would say tongues and cheeks so <laughs> well but, i think that's but, i just i hope that they document as much as they can with as much footage and only because of the fact that, you know, at some point it's just good to have a history of this told by the people who were there. You hope they get as many people involved as possible. I mean, you know, obviously that's always my thought is that, you know, if, if anything is look, nobody's getting any younger. It's nice to have these stories captured and preserved. And, you know, I don't think we're going to hear anything we didn't already know. Like you said, it's probably not, it might be kiss one Oh one, but I mean, like, you know, like I said, like that when kiss rules, the world had, you know, a little bit of a flavor that maybe we hadn't seen before. Right. So hopefully they'll find some kind of, I like to think that the people at a and E are now our age and they still have a very good feeling about kiss, you know, the same way that we do. It's, you know, it's a couple more years and they'll be doing documentaries about classic rock bands like machine gun Kelly. <laughs> Is that my daughter calling to tell me that I shouldn't say machine gun Kelly machine gun Kelly. <laughs> what a talent, huh? <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I saw him on Saturday Night Live, and, well, I saw him on Saturday Night Live. So anyway. So we got that going on. We're headed to the top of the hour. Ken, I can't thank you enough. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the KISS Army listening all around the world? I love you and be good to one another. Or as Bill and Ted would say, be excellent to one another. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? And uh, just just be kind when you can. That's That's something we've kind of lost along the way. We had something happen the other day on the kiss or on the podcast Facebook page and somebody gave an opinion that they didn't like something that another kiss fan was doing. And here's the thing. You don't have to like everything within the world of kiss. There's some songs I like and some songs I really don't like. Right. It doesn't make me any less a kiss fan. On the other hand, if something's not for you, don't pick it up and eat it. You know, it's kind of like remember remember Ponderosa? Did you guys have Ponderosas up in that Absolutely. Area? Yeah, Ponderosa Steakhouse. They were great. Like you could like feed your entire family for like twenty bucks and I'm talking like nineteen people because we'd like load we're going to Ponderosa. Everyone, like your your cousin Charlie, you never saw. Like he just got out of prison. You're bringing him along. Everybody was coming along and you could get anything you wanted. But I remember even there, my grandmother, like going, if you're not going to eat it, don't take it, <laughs> you know? So you don't have to take the bite. You don't have to take the bait. Right. So be kind to one. Well, of that's all that's, I got. That's to one say. of the things like what we were talking about earlier, the idea, you know, everybody's got a podcast and everybody, the fact is everybody on these, on social media feels like they can just chime in and say whatever they want. And I know exactly which windbag you're referring to from that, that thread on the kiss room or the podcast page. And it's kind of like, look, just cause you can put a microphone up to your ass and fart doesn't mean anybody wants to hear it. So it's just, uh, right. you know, always try and find something. If you don't like it, listen to something else. Hey, maybe you like the sound of your own farts. Who cares? But the, uh, so you- we're, you really should like your own brand, right? That's the old saying. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I encourage everybody to try something. On the other hand, don't flood, you know, like if, for example, if I start a, a weed eating podcast about weed eating, you know, and I'm not talking about cannabis, I'm talking about bzzz, 
you know, because I'm sure that there's got to be a podcast out there about gardening, proper gardening. There has to be, right? So, but that doesn't mean that it necessarily belongs on the Kiss Room or the Podkiss page, right? So, that's another thing. Kind of be gracious with people's kindness too. That's another thing I think that. Uh, but I, I love shining a light on new talent, new people, and I love for people to try things out. I'll tell you what, even if there's a show I don't like, I'm glad people are trying things you got to be creative and you, you better get through life smiling more than you do crying hey look i say focus on the things you like and since we're blowing through the top of the hour it is time for the thing i like the most in the kiss room it's the kiss room house band coming up next ken i can't thank you enough for being here all right can i introduce them absolutely ladies and gentlemen here are the most powerful and attractive men ever it is the one, the only, the Kiss Room House Band. Meet, meet you in the Kiss Room. Meet, meet you in the Kiss Room. With Matt Porter and the podcast crew. Hey, you're not allowed to smoke in the Kiss Room. Hi, everybody. It's Gene Simmons. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Montco Radio, but you knew that. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land. Matt Porter! think up some clever intros for this month's kiss room and I was drawing a blank then it hit me Mother's Day well this song is definitely not a song for your mother or your grandmother
All year long, mom cooks breakfast for you. How about on Mother's Day, you make something for her? You know, give her a little room service. This one goes out to all our wives and mothers out there. We know you like flowers. So here's Under the Rose. Yet you must be 
This next song has nothing to do with Mother's Day. (laughs) In fact, it would have been perfect last May, because that was definitely some strange ways and twisted days.
least but not least, these are the four words that every mother wants to know. Do you love me? Kiss Army, we're back. Another amazing set from the Kiss Room house band. Thanks to those guys. They bring it every month. Look, you know that was some of the best Kiss stuff you're going to hear. It's a party. It's always right here in the Kiss Room. 
And joining me now is Hannah Rogg. Hannah is an author and a photographer from the We Will Blog You website. Hannah, welcome to the Kiss Room. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you could join us. Obviously, uh, you're a past winner yourself, and you're going to help us give away this month's Kiss Prize, courtesy of the great Christopher Goff. But first, uh, tell everybody about your website and your blog. We have a blog. You is um, about artists, different kind of artists and their music lives. And um, I got inspired by this Queen band called um, Almost Queen. Um, it won't be a success without their support. And they were the first people that I interviewed. So, um, yeah. So from there on, I decided to um, start to write about different musicians and everything else. Almost Queen. Excellent. That's a great band. <laughs> yeah, they sure are. So how did you become a KISS fan? I know from talking to you, you're relatively new to KISS World. Yes, I am. Um as I was, I grew up um, listening to the radio, um, the station called Cool 96, and they played different genres of music. And um, um, they usually just play, you know, um, rock and roll night. And, and I'm, I love the song. And, and I, am, I don't really know a lot about Kiss until I met my friend Tony Mann. And um, he just started telling me about all the different kiss, history stuff. And, um, and then I got hooked by Tony, and I really loved, I loved the music and everything. And mostly what inspired me and stuff, and, and stuff by doing it would be Paul Stanley. I got re-inspired by Paul Stanley, um, not just as a musician, um, and... Um, I, I got inspired by his artwork, and I really loved his artwork, and um, it just reminded me to when I used to draw, and then I just a little bit gave up during my high school years, and then now, today, I started getting back because of Paul Stanley. I got very inspired by how his art does like different inspiring things that you don't have to be good to be an artist, just be who you are and I got re-inspired and so that's how I do a lot of kiss drawings as you can see in my website and um, I really hope hopefully one day I would meet him and uh, tell him thank you for inspiring me back to do my art. You know, Tony Mann and Paul Stanley, definitely two inspiring people. <laughs> that's a good, good call on that. Yeah, definitely. So let's give away our book here. We have um, two things. It's uh, courtesy of Chris Christopher Goff is from the Kiss World Facebook group. And he's letting us give away a copy of Paul Stanley's autobiography, as well as a copy of Kiss Behind the Mask. Both excellent books. We had a ton of people that entered from last month. You had to know the uh, secret word, which was Star Child. So you are going to pick the winner and announce it right here on the Kiss Room. Go ahead. Jason Garrow. Jason Garrow, all the way in Vermont. Well done. Jason, you are the winner. You will be getting those books. You are the... Winner, winner, 
chicken dinner. Congratulations, Jason. Hope you enjoy the books. Jason, you are the winner. Hannah, thanks for coming on and, and helping me give those books away. Anything else um, that you'd like to talk about? And you can tell people how they can find your blog. Well, I have a Facebook page as it's um, We Were Blog You. And, or you can go to my website at www.weweblogyou.com. And um, yeah. And um, I hope uh, everyone has a good day. Hannah, thanks for joining us here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Some people say love comes once in a lifetime. Some people say it's behind every door. Saw your eyes and I knew for the first time No more playing my emotions No more aiming at my heart You make me bulletproof That's what you do I feel invincible when I am next to you You got the arrows melting up my skin I lost the love before the time I'm gonna win You make
Army, we are into the final half hour of the Kiss Room for this month, broadcasting here on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. You just heard Bulletproof from Paul Stanley's 2006 solo album, Live to Win, followed by Hand of the King from Bruce Kulick's 2010 album, BK3. Do you know who was featured on lead vocals on that track? Post the answer in the Kiss Room. Thanks to Hannah Rogg for joining us to announce the winner in our Kiss Room giveaway. Thanks again to Christopher Goff for allowing us to give those books away. Congrats to our winner, Jason Garrow. Right now, I want to do a little bit of time traveling. As I mentioned at the beginning of this issue of the Kiss Room, I used to do Kiss specials back before it was even called the Kiss Room. This next interview was originally broadcast in what was known as the May 11th Kiss Special back in 2012. It features my friend Michael Kelly, and he shares his stories of being signed to Simmons Records. 
Through the magic of technology, let's all travel together back in time to May 2012 and beyond. And we're back on Monco Radio. It's the May 11th Kiss Special. This is Matt Porter. And in the studio with me now is Mr. Michael Kelly. Michael Kelly is known around the campus as an assistant professor of music. He is known worldwide as the bass player of the Grip Weeds. But why would we have him here on the Kiss Special? Because Michael Kelly, my friend here at Montgomery County Community College, was also signed to Simmons Records, and he's going to share a little story with us. Welcome to Monco Radio, Michael Kelly. Thank you, Matt Porter. It's good to be here. I'm, I am known as the professor here, and uh, among other things, but as a, a bass player who was once on Simmons Records with my, my good friend, Ronnie Jen. Okay, so I think that's what this audience, this is a KISS Army audience, they want to hear what it was like when you and Ron were signed to Simmons Records. Well, back in the... You know, um, um, lived in New York City for 25 years, and during that whole time, I played with uh, singer-songwriter guy, Ronnie Gent, uh, awesome, incredible artist, and um, we did all, all originals for the longest time, trying to get that record deal, that elusive record deal in New York City. So we're playing in the surf club <clears throat> in New York City, and this hot, hot, beautiful girl coming up to Ronnie, and, and she loves Ronnie's voice. She's going nuts, as usual, in, in Jean style. We can't remember her name. <laughs> See, um, that's one thing we're hoping, if this girl is listening, because I know we got tons of KISS Army people tuned in, listening worldwide on Monco Radio. Are you the girl that walked up to Ronnie Gent in New York City and said she knows Gene really well. That's what she said. <laughs> she went nuts over his voice, and she goes up to Ronnie and says, "I know Gene very well. She followed Kiss everywhere on the road, and she tells Ronnie that Gene has started this record company, and he would." love his voice. He would just really go nuts over his voice. And you brought a copy of the song that he was going to do for you. Yeah, Gene, we're right? going to we're going to talk about that actual act, that that song that Gene heard a week after this gig. Um she calls Ronnie to say Gene is staying at the Parker Meridian Hotel in New York City and that he wants Gene wants Ronnie to drop a tape off there. So, you know, we've been trying to get a deal for years. We've been so close for years. And now Gene Simmons, who's instrumental of the careers, you know, Van Halen. And this, we're just, our fantasies were just on overload at this point. So, wow, we're going to drop a tape. And for those of you too young, tape is not something you put you know, paper back together with. <laughs> right. It was something you would like record set, right. with. This is pre-internet, pre-YouTube, pre-digital, anything. So it was a cassette tape. So Ronnie heads out with his, his babe, Nancy, and Ronnie doesn't know where the Parker Meridian is. So Ronnie stops some guy on the street and asks directions, and it turns out to be Richard Lewis from Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's a stand-up comedian. And so he gives them directions the, the same way he doesn't act. Like like he's like, what do you I, I don't know. Is it go this way? You make a left. Wait, now, wait a minute. I'm not really sure. 
So Richard Lewis gives him the directions. They go to the Parker Meridian. They drop off the tape. So on Easter, on Easter Sunday, the phone rings. Now, we're in an apartment on 24th Street. We, Ronnie and I, uh, we live, uh, and Nancy, the girlfriend, we all live in this apartment, this brownstone on 24th Street in New York City. Ronnie and Nancy are out in Long Island. It's Easter Sunday. So the phone rings, and it's Gene on the phone. So the phone rings. Hello? Yes, Ronnie there? Um, no, he's at his mother's for either. And of course, Gene interrupted. He goes, uh, You got a pen? Hold on a second. And then Gene goes and kind of like loses his patience. What, you don't keep a pencil or a pen by the phone? And I'm like, No, Gene, I don't have a pencil or a pen by the phone. Can you hang on a minute, please? God, I had to make Gene wait. So he calls, and then I call Ronnie and his mother and mother's house, and Ronnie's aunt thinks we're talking about Richard Simmons, not <laughs> Gene Simmons. So Ronnie comes home, and he calls Gene, and Gene says to Ronnie that he sounds, he sings like a black man stuck in a white man's body. And he asks Ronnie to make a simple video so he can see what Ronnie looks like because of MTV. Now again, remember it's no YouTube. So this no, is what is this about? No, this is 1990, 91. 91. Yeah. Okay, so MTV is still pretty popular. It's still popular, but there's no internet. There's no, you know. So the, he didn't see a photograph of Ronnie, and there's no way to get it to him quick. So we got to make a video. So think about it. 1991. You got to find somebody with a video camera that can record a videotape. Again, a lot of people are like, what? Right. Yeah, pull out a phone. Right. You got your phone. Take out a movie. Go back in time. So uh, kind of make a video to see what he looks like because music is more spectacle than thought. That that was one a geneism. Music is more a spectacle than thought. And so he starts off the video by telling Gene that he should have Kiss have a wrestling team <laughs> and then call them rock and roll and every time they step into the ring that they should play I want to rock and roll all night and party every day sure enough a few years later they actually had a kiss wrestling team but you know we're not going to make any money from that are we so Ronnie sings a song on the video and he sends it to his office out in California and then he calls to say that it was just what he was looking for, um, but he wanted him to do Blue-Eyed Soul instead of rock. And you got to keep in mind, at this time in 91, Michael Bolton was huge. It was, you know, it was beyond, it was before the ridicule part where, you know, Kenny G and Michael Bolton at one time were cool, believe it or not. But Bolton's voice, that Paul Roger, uh, Blue-Eyed Soul, they call it Hall & Oates style, was really popular. Ronnie says, no problem, and he sends a contract. And I remember the FedEx envelope coming in the mail. And, he, and we like, don't touch it, don't touch it. We, you know, we put it in the middle of the floor. We looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> we opened it up. You know, it's got the Gene Simmons record logo on it, the black money bag with the dollar sign on it. And it was this Simmons record contract. I think we had to give one of the firstborn or something like that. 
So in the following months, uh, Ronnie and would talk on and off on the phone with Gene because he was on tour with the Kiss. With Kiss, this was during the hotter, hot in the shade, hot in the shade tour, and um, and when Ronnie would call him, he had to ask at the front desk of whatever hotel he was sitting at uh, or you know staying at. If he could speak to Mr. Ed, that was his code name, Mr. Ed. Now, <laughs> again, another obscure reference. Mr. Ed was a show like a hundred years ago about a talking horse. Oh, I'm Mr. Ed, <laughs> and uh, this Gene liked the show, so that was his code name, Mr. Ed. You had to ask for Mr. Ed. He liked that, and of course, horses are hung. I guess. And, <laughs> So um, Ronnie wrote some blue-eyed soul songs, and he he would send Ronnie songs. Now I remember on these tapes, we were listening to all of these songs, and a lot of them were Bolton demos because Michael Bolton was, in addition to being a superstar, he was a writer and selling a song. So we had these Michael Bolton songs that had never been recorded, beautiful songs. So we redid. A couple of those. And then he left a message before a show one night saying that this one song that Ronnie wrote, Romance Happens Now and Again, was a fucking one number, one hit smash. We saved that recording tape on the answering machine. I don't know for how many years. Um, but we have a snippet. We have the whole recorded Romance Happens Now and Again song. So guess what? We're going to go to that song. This is the song that Gene Simmons thought was a effing number one smash. <laughs> and you're going to listen to it just like Gene did back in 1991 here on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. So easy to do 
that, but that was Ronnie Gent and Michael Kelly from back in 1991, signed to Simmons Records. I thought all of you Kiss fans out there might get a kick out of that, that story. Uh, Michael Kelly, tell us what you're up to these days. Well, we're going to get to that. Who else was signed to Simmons Records at that time? You know what? At the time, the one that everybody thinks of is House of Lords. That was it. That That was was the other band. It was House of Lords. Ronnie looked like one of those House of Lords guys. Right. And that was it was just us and House of Lords that he was developing for RCA or something like that. And uh he, we met Gene. We came to see him at the hotter than hotter hot in the shade. Hot in the shade. Sorry, hot in the shade tour at Nassau Coliseum, and that was really cool. And then it, we were going on and on, and then all of a sudden we were working with him for a year. And one night he called and said, "I have to release you," and that was great because you know I was about to go undergo cosmetic surgery <laughs> as per Gene. Um, he gave us uh, Ronnie some story, but the attorney later told. Uh, Ronnie, that BMG had dumped the record company, and that's why uh, he was released. Um, House of Lords and Maria Muldor's daughter was also soon to be released, and that was that. That that was the end of his label, and I, that was like around the Nirvana time. Right, it just put the dagger in the heart of that style. Any band with a look or hair, absolutely, was out of work. That was it. But for that year, it was just Gene, Gene. What a blast. It That's was, great. It was really call, Gene calling the house all the time. Gene, call back. I know you got Ronnie's number. And now you keep a pen or a pencil by the phone. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't have a landline anymore. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's it. That's the Gene story.
that was a blast. Call out the firehouse. This place is on fire. Before we roll out of here, I want to send a bunch of shout outs. People who have shared the link or talked nice about the kiss room. Candy Burton, obviously from Candy's Kiss Corner. Chris Goff for letting us give away those books and obviously creating cool graphics. Hannah Rog, thanks for joining me on this issue of the Kiss Room. Sean Cohen, I'll see you at Rock and Pod. Joseph Belly, John Dennehy, Tony Mann, Cameron Duty, Dottie Jones, Sam Dotton, Ricky Cook, Britton Mitchell from Kiss Cosplay, Mikhail Burel, Christopher Hartman, Lee Bruton, Kat Mara, Javier Boaster, Kiss Army Omaha, Ron Jones from the Let It Rip podcast and his own radio show. Pasquale Barry from the Kiss Army Nation and their new podcast. Bill Elam, David Cathy, AJ Zonin, Joe Laskin, Greg Johnson, Steve Yakin, Josiah Horn, John Phillips, Steve Javorski, James West, Al Dent, Barb Hiller-Zuski, Brandis Willie, Anthony Poole, Robert Bentley, I'll see you in Nashville, John Picard, Mary Ann Cowley, Matteo Beccaro, David Zanet, Kiss Army Torino, James Brendan Dunn, Rolla Brown and the North Carolina Kiss Army, Craig Bauer from Kissperational, Eric Alberti and Julie Wesner, Ullman from the Kiss Cave Facebook group, one of the best Kiss Facebook groups you'll find, Stu and Kev from Blitz, Bob Brodsky, Frank Galanti, Jerry Lee Watkins, Steve Campagna, Steve Forst, of course, Peter Arquette from Kiss Asylum shares the link every month, and I truly appreciate it. Punk and Judy, Eric and Judy Wisniewski from The Electric Crush. You can hear them every Wednesday from 7 to 9 p.m. on the newly dubbed Tube City Online. You can find them on TuneIn. Joe Polo and the Podcast Rock City crew. Of course, Ken Mills and the Podcast. Ken, thank you for joining me on this issue of The Kiss Room. Anthony Porter. Madison Porter, Amy Porter. Thank you to everybody. If I missed your name, share it and tag me next time. Thank you to everyone who listens to The Kiss Room. I really do appreciate it. I'm thrilled that you've chosen to spend some time listening. I want to throw a plug in real quick that everybody should listen to Monco Radio during the week. Go to MoncoRadio.com. If you're listening live, obviously you know that. There are lots of great shows, and there's blocks of music broadcasting all the time. I'd love to hear you know, what you think of that. I mean, really, I know a lot of you listen. Let me know what you think of the show. If you want to send me a message, it's thekissroom at gmail.com. Post it on Facebook. You can send it via thekissroom.com. I'd just like to know who's out there. I see a lot of download numbers. I'd love to put some uh, faces and names with the numbers. It's always good. So, of course... Join me again in June for the kickoff of the 10th season of The Kiss Room right here on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. You have been one hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? I'll tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio.
Any last minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations? No, but I will say something to anybody out there that's, you know, the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for. Don't think it's so weird. Maybe someday somebody will let you give you the chance to make a living out of it. You just stick to it. You'll be weird.